Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man, and this is episode number 442 of this podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. And this week, my friends, I have something that is burning on my heart as far as a message to share with you. If you are influenced by any words that I share, please allow me to use whatever influence I may have to influence you with this message and to influence you to use your influence and your relationships to also spread this message. And that message is, please don't snap and drive. Now, many of you know that I have fallen in love with Snapchat. I know that for a season of time here, it's going to seem like this podcast went from being the podcast answer man to the Snapchat answer man. I promise you that's not going to be long term. It's just that there's a lot of new and exciting things going on in this platform. And when things were new with Twitter, I talked about Twitter all the time. And so it, this is just a season. Don't worry about that. But every single day, I am seeing more and more people jump on to Snapchat. I'm talking hundreds of people every day that I'm seeing jump on to Snapchat, which is great, but there's a problem. I'm actually shocked by the number of people who are recording content for their Snapchat stories while they're driving behind the wheel. It's the scariest thing when I'm sitting there looking at somebody's Snapchat stories and after three or four snaps in a row, they're looking directly into the camera. They're looking directly at me instead of driving. And, you know, three or four snaps in a row, that's 40 seconds where you hardly looked at the road, let alone being able to see anything in your peripheral vision. However, it doesn't make me feel any better when I see people with their Snapchat messages from the road while they're driving and they never look at the camera. You know, you, you probably have seen this on Snapchat if you've been on there. You've seen the people who, it seems like the phone's probably in some kind of, you know, device that's holding it in place and they'll do six or eight or even 10 Snapchat messages in a row sent to their story while they're driving down the road and they don't look at the camera once, which by the way, is it only gives away this false impression that they're safely snapping while driving, at the same time giving their full attention to the road the whole time. And it's a lie. Because I am all about authenticity, transparency, and full disclosure, I want to let you know that I openly admit to you right now that a couple months ago, when I first really started digging deep into Snapchat, I was on a road trip to Nashville, Tennessee, and I posted several messages while driving down the highway. And here's what I can tell you. It is distracting. It doesn't matter if you're looking at the camera or not. It is absolutely 100% distracting. And this is coming from somebody who's done a lot of things that you probably shouldn't do behind the wheel. And I'll get into that in just a moment. But let me just say this. The reality is, is that When you are sending Snapchat messages, and as I was doing this, driving through the loop around Nashville, Tennessee, trying to get a picture of the skyline as I was driving by, 
trying to get this really cool motion view of the city skyline as I'm holding the phone up to my side. The reality is, is that to get a Snapchat message, number one, you have to hold your finger at a very certain spot on your screen and have to keep it held there for as long as you want to record. And then if you decide that that preview that it shows you, and heaven forbid you're looking at the preview while you're driving, if you don't like the preview that you got and you missed it and it didn't look as good, you go up and you do it again. You have to actually hit the little X button, which is another different spot on the screen, much smaller than the record button. And then you have to go back to the record button. And then as you're going through this area, you want to tell people where you are. And so you look to see if there's a filter for Nashville, Tennessee and to get the Batman building in the background about the same position as the filter and the, the crazy stuff. And then once you get everything just right, then to send it to your Snapchat story, you have to find a, yet a different location, a different button on your phone to be able to send that Snap update. And then imagine the people who are doing this snap after snap after snap after snap. And you might think, well, yeah, you get used to where it's at and all this other stuff. But the reality is, is that even for me, somebody who has been driving for 27 years, who has done a lot of things while driving that probably shouldn't be done, I, even at the time that I was doing it, felt that I was being unsafe, that I was distracted, that I was, that it was taking up too much of my energy to do so, but yet I was doing it. But then when I was coming home from Nashville, I didn't learn my lesson. I'm sitting there driving down the highway, listening to some music, and then all of a sudden I thought, hmm, I know what would be a great Snapchat message, me showing the highway in front of me, just this empty, dark highway that I'm traveling down. I can do the filter that shows how fast I'm going, and in the background, I'll play a music that is specifically geared toward the message that I'm going home, and I found this music that I like, this song by Johnny Swim called I'm Going Home. So I played that in the background, and when I get home, I'm very thankful for the influence of my 16-year-old daughter, who, by the way, just so happens to be a driver in training. Somebody who has her permit and we're teaching her how to drive. And one of the things that most scares us is distracted driving. And not just her own distracted driving, but the distracted driving of all the other people. Have you not lately been on the road and noticed that in a two-lane highway, there's cars in front of you? Every single day that are veering off and slowly coming over into your lane and then jerking back over into their lane. I have. It happens to me all day, every day I'm on the road. And why is that? It's because they're on their phone. They're texting. They're snapping. They're doing They're doing all kinds of crazy stuff and they're not paying attention and they are drifting into other people's lanes and that scares me and of course I don't want my daughter texting and driving and my daughter followed me on Snapchat and she saw me when I was on my way home the next day she saw my Snapchat story and she goes uh you and I need to talk and I'm like what and she goes I saw your Snapchat story and I'm not happy (laughs) this is my 16 year old daughter having this talk with me and she was so right and, and, and I told her, I said, Megan, you know what? You're absolutely right. And, and I'm a hypocrite. You know, I, I've already promised her that I would not text and drive uh, because I didn't want her to text and drive. Uh, you know, I'm not, I don't care about Siri and all that other stuff. It's like, listen, you know, it, it can wait. 
you know, texting can wait. And and what I was doing by snapping and driving, I was being a hypocrite, number one. But number two, you know, my daughter knows not to, not to quote unquote text and drive, but now just seeing her dad out there and putting that out into his Snapchat story for everyone to see while driving down the road, am I not giving her some justification for herself to get out there and snap and drive occasionally from time to time when she feels like it might be the safest environment to do so? Well, that, that's exactly what I'm doing. I felt guilty about that. And and so I told her, I said, Megan, you're absolutely right. And I told her, I said, I, I apologize. And I make this commitment to you. If this is from me to my 15-year-old daughter. I will never send another Snapchat message while I'm driving on the road. It will never happen again. I promise you that. That is my commitment to you, my daughter. We had a good heart-to-heart conversation, and my daughter had to use her influence with me to get this message through my head. But even as she was saying it, it just reminded me of just how distracted I was trying to get just the right angle, just the right thing, just the right filter, and finding the buttons, hitting the, you know, it was distracting. Even if I wasn't looking at the camera, it was a distracting thing for me to do while traveling down the road. There's just no way to get around that. And before I go on anymore with the snapping and driving, I want to talk about other things that we do while we're driving as well. And, and here's the thing. I'm 43 years old. And I have been driving for the last 27 years, and I have never once personally caused an accident. I've been in a couple accidents, but those were people who hit me, rear-ended me. I have never personally caused an accident. I've been on the road for 27 years and feel like I'm a very safe driver. However, I will tell you, there has only ever, in the 27 years that I've been driving, there have only been two times when I felt like I was doing something on the road that wasn't safe. One time, I had dropped something on the floor in the passenger seat of the car, and while I was driving down the highway, I was reaching over trying to pick it up. And I can't even remember what it was that I was doing, but it it stands out in my mind, and I remember when I got back up, I wasn't in the lane where I was supposed to be. Now, were there any other cars anywhere near me on this expressway? And there were, you know, I think it was like three-lane highway. No, there wasn't. But was I in my lane when I got back up? No. Did it scare me to see that I was out of my lane? Yeah, that freaked me out. And I decided, you know what? If I I need something so badly, I'm going to pull over. I will just go over and get it. I'll walk around to the other side of the car and pick it up. It's just not, that wasn't safe. The only other time when I've done things where I felt unsafe, the only other time was when I was snapping and driving. And here's the thing. Now, have I done other things that were unsafe while driving before? Yes. Do I, in my past, I have texted and drove. I've taken pictures and posted to Instagram and drove. I've done some crazy, stupid things. And, you know, and now looking back, those probably weren't safe either. And I can tell you, I won't be doing those things anymore either. This is this is heavy on my heart that I should not be doing anything while I'm behind the wheel on my mobile phone to share with the world. Uh, that That's just not going to happen anymore. Now, I will say this. I have periscoped before. I have done Google Hangouts before. And I could argue, and, and I did, I, I justified to myself 
saying to myself, hey, I'm only going to start the live stream while parked in a parking lot. I'm not going to have to touch the phone in any way, shape, or form. It's going to be up on a holder that's suction cupped to my windshield. I'm going to just be broadcasting. I'm not reading any messages from anyone. I am just broadcasting live. And this technically, in my mind, is no different than me having a passenger in my car and talking with them. And even with a passenger in my car, sometimes I will glance over and look at them while I'm driving. And if I occasionally glance to look at the phone, it's right in front of me. I'm not actually taking my eyes off the road, but I'm not even going to do that. I'm just going to be live streaming. I did this once in a Google Hangout, and it was with a bunch of friends, and they didn't mention anything about the fact that I was driving. They were doing their video. I wasn't looking at their video. I was just listening to their audio coming through my speakers, and... I was talking to them as I was driving down the road, and it felt no different than having a passenger to my right and two or three people in the back seat, and we were just having a conversation. That's how I justified it. I still would not do that today, and it's because of the example, but we'll get to that in just a second. But here's the thing. When I did this on Periscope once, I was shocked to see how judgmental people were towards me. I turned on Periscope, I drove from Chipotle all the way back to my house, I didn't once look at the chat messages, and what I did is when I got back, I went and read all of the things people were chatting as I was driving home, and people are like, I can't believe you would do this, I can't believe you're Periscoping while you're driving, I'm turning this off, I hate it when people do this, and I'm like, seriously, get over yourself. I mean, that was my response. I'm, I'm just being honest. That, that was my response. Who, who are you guys? Guys, I'm not reading your messages. I even said that when I started my Periscope. But of course, they jumped in afterwards. But, but here's the deal. It doesn't matter. It, 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 the reality is, is that while I may have made it and put it into such a, a situation where for me, it was no different than having a passenger in the car and I'm just talking with that passenger The reality is is that with Periscope and Google Hangouts and some of these other things, there are chat messages that do show up or can show up if other people are chatting. And while I may have internally made a decision, I'm not reading any chat, I'm not looking at the camera, I'm not doing this, I'm not, the the reality is, is that those are things that other people will be tempted to do. And if by seeing me do Periscope live streaming from the car or Facebook live video from the car or any of these other things, snapping while driving, while I'm in the car. If anybody sees me doing that and then uses that as, hmm, that's a check mark in the justification of it's okay for me to do it, then it's not am I about ready to cause an accident or be in an accident as a result of my snapping and driving. But if other people are seeing me and using me as their form of, well, Cliff has done it, I've seen so-and-so do it, and I see so-and-so, it's not that big of a deal. Everybody's doing it. No, that I don't want to be that kind of influence. I do not want to be a part of someone in someone else's justification. That's the biggest thing. And the other thing is that this has been heavy on my heart ever since my daughter caught me snapping and driving. And and I've been on a 
you know, private crusade with my friends to try to convince them to stop snapping and driving. I don't do it publicly. I don't sit there and say, you know, hey, everybody in my Snapchat story or my vlog, I just want to point out that so-and-so, who we all know, is snapping and driving. Let's all try to convince. And I don't do that. I don't publicly shame other people for doing it. But instead, what I do is when I see somebody that's snapping and driving, I send them a private message and I started off with saying, hey, please don't snap and drive. Then that becomes an open dialogue and we go back and forth. And most people, after we have the conversation back and forth, they are like, oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. And this recently happened with a friend of mine. I'm not going to say the person's name. It is a guy that I follow on Snapchat. And I, I reached out to him and I, saw, I, I was watching his Snapchat story. I watch his story every single day. And he was snapping and driving in the middle of his story. And I'm like, please don't snap and drive. And later in the day, he sent me a private message back responding to that. And he says, dude, I was only going nine miles an hour. And I'm going to read to you word for word exactly what I responded. I said, those are not the words that would sound good to a jury when being sued by the family of a cyclist who was killed after pulling out in front of your car out of nowhere, which, by the way, has happened to a number of people who were not being distracted by their phone. And I sent him a couple follow-up messages to that statement and talked to him about the example that we set, that you know the people who are watching your story, they don't know that you're only doing nine miles per hour. They don't know what environment you're in. They just see that the car is in motion, you're behind the wheel, you're the only person in the car, and you're snapping and driving. And if you're doing it, does that give them some kind of check mark in the justification of their own snapping and driving? Thankfully, this person said, dude, you know what? You're right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I I get it. And so that was cool. And and I and that's the response that I generally get from most of the people that I that I have this conversation with. Interestingly though, there was one where I've had this conversation with one of my friends and then about 2 weeks later, uh, he's in his church parking lot and it's got pedestrians and and there the kids are in the background and he's holding his phone and he's snapping and driving as he's driving through the parking lot. And I'm like, dude, what's up with the snapping and driving? I sent him a private message and he's like, he goes, dude, I was at a stop sign. I'm like, no, clearly go back and look at yours. You were in motion driving through a parking lot where there were pedestrians and your kids were in the car. I said, if nothing else, I know your kids are young, but think of them 13 years from now remembering dad behind the wheel, holding his mobile phone, clicking all those little buttons, sending their Snapchat messages out. Is that the example that we want for our kids? And, you know, of course, I'm, I'm not trying to judge these people. I'm, I'm literally trying to get this message out. And one that had to be gotten to me, I know that's horrible English grammar and everything, but I needed to hear this message, and it's become very clear that so many other people need to hear this message. And so my episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft show this week is short, sweet, to the point. If there is any influence that I have in your life, and if you have any influence in the lives of the other people that you are following, where you can do this relationally, where you can do this through private message, through private conversation, where you can use your 
relationship with others to influence, not to judge them, not to shame or humiliate them, but can you use the relationship and the friendship that you have with the people that you see snapping and driving and help spread this word? And even if you don't feel compelled to reach out to the people that you see snapping and driving, would you at least make a commitment to yourself that you won't snap and drive? That's my message this week. I believe that we can take our message, I think we can take our business and our life to the next level if we would just make a commitment to not snap and drive. That's my heart this week. That's my message. And thank you so much for tuning in. Podcast. Add some ad.